I knew it was going to take people who were strong in the mind and strong in their nutrition game and patient. And I knew a majority of the people out there were not all Doing those that, three categories. Yeah. I just knew it. And if I had to come in a six hour bike, I knew I would be fine. But the time goals never came into my awareness. I just knew somehow that attrition was going to happen. And by the time we got to the halfway of the run, like people would just be walking. And that's exactly what happened. I just stand by the tent, like going out and I stand there maybe for a couple of seconds. And I like just like had a little chat with myself, like saying like, okay, once you get out there, you are not going to stop. Once you are get out there, you are not going to do this. Like just whatever fears or whatever you have, just drop it here in the tent and just get out there and do the work. That was Coach BJ and Troy RGC, and this is the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. Hey, YT community, thank you so much for joining us for episode 110. Today, I smack it down with two top triathletes who, if you're a regular listener, know quite well by now, are Bud Rodrigo Romero Garcia de la Cadena, more commonly known as Troy, has been on the podcast now three times in the last year. Troy has become a pod favorite because honestly, people, it's hard not to love this guy. He's become a top-notch competitor in the Ironman field in just a few short years, and he is an all-around awesome dude. Troy has become like a brother to us, and it's hard to believe that this podcast commemorates our one year since meeting him. Troy trains under the stellar guidance of Siri Lindley. If you haven't listened to our convo with her, check out the show notes for this episode for the link back to that show. We clicked so quickly with Siri because she has so much yogi to her and so does Troy. He holds that deep inner strength that it takes to roll with the punches and to take each step as it comes. Today we dive into his experience at Ironman Boulder along with our head coach BJ who ran himself into sixth place on what has been determined as a tough man's course. Temperatures well into the 90s, crosswinds, headwinds, and tailwinds. Little to no shade on most of the course, Ironman Boulder 2018 showed up as the maker for many competitors to meet during this 140.6 journey. Nutrition, strategy, survival, and the all-important mental game is what these champions share with us today. Thank you everyone who's been giving us feedback on these post-race smackdowns. We plan to keep them coming. Our pod extra for this episode are the fine details of Coach BJ's nutrition plan on the day. We didn't get into exactly what they took in during the race, but head on over to Patreon where our supporters of $5 or more a month will get the 411 on what fueled Coach to run his way into the top 10, his highest ranking yet, just two spots away from Kona. We are so close to reaching his dream. Before we jump in, I'm incredibly excited to welcome Anita to Team Yogi Triathlete. Anita lives in Scotland and will be training her mind and body with us leading up to Ironman Western Australia in 2019. In the meantime, she's got a 10K swim coming up this summer, and we'll just have to see what else pops up for this seasoned triathlete. We are so grateful to be able to welcome her into our family. We've been in touch with Anita for a while now through social media, and she's been an avid pod listener and contributor of questions for our Ask the YT show. We had a Skype call with Anita last night and got to meet her super sweet pup, Guinness, who will also be benefiting from the training. Yeah, 
Coach BJ is going to be creating workouts for her to incorporate Guinness into her training. And that's just how we roll, people. We will work with your time constraints, your family celebrations, and for certain, we will take in the ebb and flow of the waves of life. We are here not just to train you to run or to swim, bike, and run, but to truly understand and embrace what it means to enjoy the journey and kick ass, not just in sport, but in your life. We have more spots open and our team is growing rapidly. If you are digging the vibe, you got nothing to lose. Shoot us a message and let's get the convo started. All right, you guys, let's jump in with these two amazing butt-kicking, calm-in-the-chaos, top-of-the-heap kind of competitors, BJ and Troy. It's going to be fun. Yeah, there's nowhere else I'd rather be than right here with you two champions. All right, welcome to the show. I got Beej with me, BJ Gumkowski, and I've got Troy with me, which Troy... If anybody's, they need to know, they need to like crack your code name language to even be able to track <laughs> you. My mother was trying to track you and she's like, why am I searching for Rodrigo when his name is Troy? I'm like, just do it. <laughs> and then it's like, it comes up as RR. Like. Yeah, RR, like seriously, like RR, are you like, like something else? Just, yeah, it's kind of long. All right, well, you're going to have to figure this like out. This, Troy, it's you, easier. But that's the trouble when you your real name Because is not that's Troy. not your legal name. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to figure this out before you turn pro. Yeah. Because people are going to need to be able to track you when you're going for the world they championship. They will need to figure it out themselves. Because they, they have access to a tracker. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Congratulations, you guys. BJ, oh my God, you ran yourself into sixth. I can't even... I'm so excited and to talk very yogi triathlete like it was so cool that you and I got to create new files yesterday like we created new files in our brain about we're able to now take this from from a whole new level we get to we get to race and have this experience when I say we race I mean like I'm with you every step of the way it's a team it's a team for sure that we have these new files now created in our brain about about what it looks and what it feels like for you to race to your potential yeah it takes a lot it takes (laughs) A lot. And it's still going to take a lot to get to where I need to be. But it definitely was, it shed some light on what I've done over the past few years and exactly, not exactly, but the work that I'm going to need to do to, 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 to crest that next, that next level. But yeah, I'm pretty stoked about racing an Ironman four weeks ago, uh, coming in 14th and then coming into Boulder at elevation in the heat and coming in sixth in my age group. On a hard day. On a hard day. It was really, it was really day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not just, I mean, it's not just the altitude and uh, like yeah. it was, conditions were tough yesterday. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And Troy's got my back on that. But yeah, it's, it's good to see progress, right? It's good to see yeah. like some signs that you're going in the right direction. And it's a teamwork thing. It's, it's, we're in this together. Like you getting excited about, you know, where I was and the rankings and yeah i mean i'm getting i'm getting better and better at supporting you <laughs> and tracking and tracking, tracking not because yes. the tracking photos is now the, the or the lack of <laughs> well no i did take photos so i had less i had a stern talking to after the last iron man can you please take photos it's like i don't even exist i'm like well that's what the professionals are for and i like to experience moments in my life and i don't want to experience them through but a camera photo, uh, photography it's to keep it in your life 
I'm having this conversation with a photographer. Actually, both of you are like photographers, but you are a photographer. <laughs> yeah. And here I am trying to tell you that I don't think that photos are that important when it comes down to BJ's racing. But I tried to take some yesterday and they're not that good. I got like your back wheel. I got the corner, <laughs> well, of, the corner of your pink helmet. We're, we're a landscape. And then, then <laughs> the whenever you, you tell this story about the portrait and you say, well, that day BJ was crossing here, but I didn't catch him. So I took a picture of the landscape, and, but it was the race day. So we haven't even gone of. through my camera yet to see the, the well, photos. Well, step, I did get step some. one. You're taking photos. We can work on the, the, the I don't like it though. The, it's kind of the progress. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like okay. it though. Little steps. Cause I'm trying to line up a photo while I'm trying to have an experience in my life. And I'm resistant to the photo being a part of the experience of my life. Don't resist. Don't resist anything. Embrace. <laughs> so, Embrace. That's where we are with photos. Although there are some photos that I did take, so we'll look at those. <laughs> and congratulations, Troy. You got second in your Thank age you. group on a very, very tough day. So yeah. yesterday was well into the 90s. It was bright blue skies. We're at elevation on a tough course. So this is a new course to Ironman Boulder. Totally. Do you, do you know what they changed about it? Because they went from two transition zones to one transition yes. zone and they transported your bikes and all your stuff back to boulder high school where the finish was which was amazing they're getting better at that as far as like working with the logistics of cities yeah that's great so what did they change about the course do you know do you guys know well the bike course changed a lot at least from 2016 when i ra when i race it so now they change it i think that this time the bike it's way more difficult yeah like it was like and the conditions were like so windy on the second loop and the humidity and uh, and the hot weather it was just like harder than the, the time that i did it but well the bike course it's way more the harder. um and it's so exposed i mean yeah. so much of the entire race is completely exposed but those roads that you guys well, the were run on it's fine the what? The run is the fine. run. You've yeah. got some shade on the, but there's a lot of that run where yeah. You're the just, first, I think the first six miles, it's just like not covered. And yeah, the open and the first four miles, you're like you're climbing. Yeah, those first it's four miles on the run. On false flat. Yeah, yeah, on false flat. It's brutal. All right, so let's jump into your days because we want to smack it down. See what um, talk about what you did well. Talk about those tough moments and. Um, if there were tears shed, I don't know. <laughs> there might be some rumors of that. I know there were some namaste, namaste hands that got thrown around. So, Beach, let's just dive right into the swim because, and I haven't heard a lot about this, but in the way home last night, you told me you had like, you had some really tough moments on the swim. Yeah, right from the, right from the start. And I think in the back of my mind, I was using a new wetsuit, newer wetsuit, and I went back to my old kit and I think in my mind, I was getting all worked up. Like I'm yeah. gonna be able to breathe. Plus I'm at elevation, plus the water is warmer. All these thoughts were going through my head and I didn't do a pre-swim warm-up. I don't know, did you? No, no, didn't. Um, but I did the breathing exercises that we talk about and I had the, the swim bands, which I did a little bit before. But I got into that swim and I took a few strokes and actually felt really good. The water was nice and cool and got to about the first buoy and then all of a sudden just uh the pressure on my chest from the suit and the the thoughts were going into like i can't breathe like the it must be the elevation it must be and all these things started oh, to trickle things. yeah yeah and then 
I immediately was was talking to myself to to tell myself I was better than that. Like I've done all this work and you're going to let your mind dictate how you're going to how you're going to move forward in this swim and right in that moment I just decided to to just start doing the things I I do every time I get to the pool like one stroke, one arm, one sight and just kept swimming and swimming getting those the routine things that I've done over and over again into the mind yeah and continually moving forward like I did not want to stop I did stop once I had to clean my goggle it was fogging up a little bit so I did stop for a second but then just pushing myself forward was the key because that's where you you totally lose time on the swim is when you you, you breaststroke and I'm talking more for the you know the middle of the pack age groupers when they breaststroke or they're just trying to grab their breath like you got to keep moving and there's a way you can sight in swimming that just is a part of your natural stroke yeah. to keep to keep moving so i just think that there was something so miraculous that you did because what you would hear from that story was like i couldn't breathe like i couldn't breathe i could like i couldn't like you most people but, like i can't get out of it i can't get out of it so why were you able to get out of it like why we i've been in that situation before like i can't get out of it i can't breathe i can't i can't like i've got to stop but it, it's taking your awareness away from that for me it was taking my awareness away from the and it was like come back to the stroke like all i thought about was just that left arm forward yeah right like that's start when you like honestly i feel like it's kind of panicking when you start racing like well for me it happens a lot like when i'm starting it's just like <laughs> like you don't know what like what are you doing there you know like those first maybe 15 seconds that they feel like hours because and then you just set into your like i will say like you just set into the moment and you start like okay i'm here and i'm just like pushing right yeah. like like going forward but in that well for me those kind of seconds it's like all those all the bad thinkings that you have you could have are in just those 15 seconds and i feel like you can like maybe start pan yeah. panicking and then you just need to be like okay okay what i should focus around me or what i should change it like just switching that thinking right but well for me that's how it works sometimes it's just like panicking at least and then choosing something to focus on other than the panic yeah like the moment pretty much yeah. like i will say like just stay like 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 bj says like i would say like focusing on my strokes focusing on this i feel like in there in the moment in in you like not like you're breathing or if you're like feeling low low because that stuff all shows up as so real and you have so much evidence to back it up like oh i'm at elevation i'm at you've got so much stuff yeah, that can people just around me There's, let it explode i'm just starting the swim like all these thoughts are coming in like i have all this i have two miles to still go yeah and i've got a bike like all that can go in your mind like or okay. or when you start strolling and then you say like oh my gosh how i'm gonna do the bike now like, <laughs> like or the other thing or whatever it's coming yeah but it's just like a couple of seconds that if you do double time it'll be like the game game over i feel like so when you started to pull yourself out of it and i let the way you described it last night in the car was just so powerful you were like i'm better than this like you're better than this like what are you doing like you're better than this so when you chose to start focusing on something other than the panic or you know all the evidence um that would make that true for you how quickly do you feel like the shift happened 
Did it hassle you for a few buoys or were you kind of in the clear? No, I'd say less than a minute. Yeah. Less than a minute. So it's pretty quick. It's quicker than it, you know, that, that's obviously happened to me a number of times in my triathlon career, but it hasn't happened to me in a long time. I was so surprised when you yeah. said that to me. But I have the tools now. That's the key is like to have those tools to come back to that that present moment and just keep moving forward. I think when when your mind wants to go forward or left and right and, and try to build this big story about how you're not going to have your time or not going to have your race, you can just come back to the moment and it's, all you have to do is swim right now. That's yeah. all you have to do, right? And there's going to be people to the left and right of you and there's going to probably be sun in your eyes, but it doesn't matter. Like You just need to focus on the thing that you've been doing this whole time. And then you think about why you're doing it. Like, do you love, yeah. do you love this? Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Like this is, I'm in this sport because it's, it gives me life. It, it makes me happy. It's, it's, I live on the edge, you know, you start to explore stuff. Mm. So I think getting into that swim, I think it was, and I was thinking about this too. When we came back for Boulder Peak last year, remember that swim? I, I was with the elites. It was my first elite. Oh, Wait. Yeah, that's right. They put BJ in the elites. And that's I couldn't right. breathe. You got I couldn't breathe. Butt. I got my, yeah, I was like the last pro. I was like, uh, elite member and I just couldn't breathe so I had some stuff to work out in the res so I think I think I got through it uh, like a champ this time yeah and I think because I was giving you your times on the way home and I said you know you did a 109 sm- swim and you were like I am so grateful that that was a 109 like that could have been like a 120 yeah so easily it could I could have just yeah I mean, I've had 120s and that's exactly why because you start Sticking around out there, yeah. you know, you're like yeah. waiting water. Yeah, I love that. It's going to, you know, do you love the sport? Do you, what, you know, and and moving forward from that, from just these higher perspectives. So after you got through that, everything was pretty good. How was like contact and stuff? Because the the Boulder Ironman Boulder swim is just one big freaking out take a left (laughs) take another left it is huge it takes up the entire reservoir i don't know they told me that the orange buoy will be the halfway so i was just like sighting (laughs) and i was just like where is the orange i don't see the orange like on the halfway looking for it because like it took forever to change big course just one big loop which is nice because you're not coming out of the water or whatever but uh yeah so how was the rest of it for you the rest of it was fine i took the inside track i was on Mm. i was like right on the left of the buoys pretty much the whole time and i didn't i didn't really run into anybody until the very end you know when yeah that final push yeah it's so crowded but the 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 sun never was an issue um because it was on on the left. Oh yeah, the sun's we not going to be an issue at all. Swim there. into it, yeah. And yeah. if you can swim to both sides, you guys know we talk about this. Being able to breathe <laughs> to both sides is super yeah. key in the sport of triathlon. So that was a non-issue, and yeah, it was a pretty good swim. I, uneventful after that, just got good. into my groove and happy with the 109. Nice. So I saw you both when you were in the corrals because Troy, you were like right up front. You were like, front. yeah, yeah. You, I saw you. And yeah, like get me, I'm coming right through. And BJ, you weren't that, you were not that far behind him. So you must've been seating yourself in the back. You didn't of... take a picture of that? No, I did not oh, take a picture shit. of that. No, I didn't. That would be I a was... great memory to I've have. got that memory. <laughs> but you. 
Oh, but you know what? I think I, I, I definitely have. I did an Instagram story of the start, and I see, it, sh- it shows you diving in. Oh, okay. So yeah, so you, you literally dove into your day. Like yeah. you were an animal. That, that gun went yeah. off, and you were, I think you were first in the water. Yeah. Yeah, that was you that I, that I was not taking pictures of. So how was your first 15 seconds? How was your swim? How did that go down? It was good. Actually, when I got like, like these rolling stars, I don't like them at all. Because I like more like everybody equal going through the water, like just running into the water and however survive to that first part, it's the strongest and just go to the front. This thing like one, 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 I feel like it's take it forever and it keeps like not that rush of rush of racing, you know, kind of like, okay, you go. It's like, I don't find like good point on that. Like I, it doesn't, like you don't, you're not feeling this like huge Like this adrenaline, like, like yeah. just like go. And then everybody runs to the water and just like this kind of battling into it. Like, I love yeah. that. That's the perspective of the first guy in the first age grouper in the water at Ironman Boulder. Like you want the hype, you want yeah, the amp, like you feed off of yeah, that. Yeah, like, well, I mean, I like that, but well, it was it wasn't like that. So it no. was like one, one, one. So when I got to the front and then say like one by one, I was I thought it was gonna be the other way, or maybe three and three or some other guys. And so when I got there, I was just like, oh oh, I'm in the front. Like, well, I'm gonna swim because I was trying to know like where where I was gonna stay with who or if I was gonna catch some good feats or just trying to race with somebody else, like not just going all out by myself, which will be like not the best idea for an Ironman race. <laughs> so, so you were the first one to jump in. <laughs> I, I, then they say go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I run in and then I just like the first, maybe 400 meters to the first Inibui, I was just like sprinting all out. And then two guys catch me. But um, those, 400 meters or 200 meters I don't know how long it was I was just like okay we are here like let's do the work like really focus on on that moment and then they catch me um well they got like into my pace and with the three of us we were exactly swimming the same so I just sit down on their feet like I was just on their feet for maybe half part of the course till they decide split it by a different direction boats so i was in the middle like oh what should i do now like where should i go so i just keep swimming like straight to any buoy and yes it was like for me at the swim i was more to be like completely honest i was more like being like grateful at that moment like starting the race finally like because it's been a race that i was really waiting for it like it was kind of the peak race for me this year um and I was just like, well, here we are. Let's do the work and just uh, enjoy it and be like, I I tried to not take it way too seriously yesterday. Like, do the work and just really enjoy it, like all the moments. So when I was starting the swim, that was kind of the main thing for me, like being like completely joyful at that moment. Like say like, woo, we yeah. are here. Let's enjoy. I'm celebrating i'm healthy i'm not injured um, i've been having a great season and this and that and let's do the work and we've been here before so we know what we're doing so let's have fun today but yeah definitely some moments there were like like bg like at some moments i was just like shit two miles more to go like really and my arms were like like 
like really sore and then these guys just drop it and i was just like i'm gonna i'm not gonna keep the space and but those kind of five seconds two seconds three seconds one seconds thinkings that you have those bad bad dopes on, about yourself i just try to like like always seriously like just switch it into the exactly opposite thinking like what if I just keep swimming amazing by myself instead of these guys? What if I just drop them? What if, like, just changing them just for, for the positive way? So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like, that's the epitome of, of mental training. So when we're, when we're in the self-doubt and we're in negativity or we're in panic or anything that's like lower frequency type of thoughts or belief systems... Where if we're focusing there, then we're blocking out their opposite. Yeah. We're resisting the opposite coming in. So if we just go and look for like, oh, okay, what is the opposite of like me being like, oh my God, I got two more miles to go. What is the opposite of that? Okay. I'm so grateful to be out here. Like, this is my job. I, I've been waiting for this and here I am. And, and this is, you know, I think what you guys have is you've got the ability to catch yourself and see yourself in those in those lower frequency moments and then switch it. So the first step is being able to even see yourself in those lower frequencies. Like most people just, it's like a part of who they are. They've got really bad days, they've got good days, they've got good moods and they've got bad moods. Yeah. And But everything is a choice, we choose it all. Yeah. And then the second step would be like, once you get to a point where you can see yourself there, right? There's the second step, just seeing yourself like, oh God, I'm, I'm in this negative. And then the third step is like, where the mastery is, is like you choose what to do yeah you choose where you want to go and how you want to navigate it and then with everything that you are you stay in that choice yeah like and you stay sometimes in that it's choice. just easier like well for me like kind of the i would say like kind of the exercises for me like whenever i'm struggling on that it's just like being focused on the outside at some point like maybe i mean on outside like looking at the Rockies and aside side of mm -hmm. the flat irons while we were swimming there it was the view was amazing so like super amazing. sunny <laughs> and I mean everybody who's racing hard or everybody who's racing nobody pays attention on that but why not to just say like oh look how cool is the landscape okay focus now on the work like just like those kind of like flickers just for seconds I think will change like your whole day because sometimes you like I said you take it too seriously and you start like like it comes like a snowball you know like when growing, you take it so growing, seriously it's just growing. like it gets really constricting yeah yeah and you know i love that i why why not look around and pull from those surroundings i one of the things i loved about iron man like placid so much is that there is not one place on that course of iron man lake placid where you cannot look around and pull some like amazing power yeah. away yeah. from nature you know, or the ski, the Olympic ski jumps that are right there on the run course. Like, it's just so cool that that whole place is like steeped in athletic greatness. So yeah, look, look at what's around you and, and allow like that beauty and that, that pristine nature to be a part of what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, all right, Troy, let's stick with you. So you come out of the water, you're out of the water in 56. Yeah, 56. I think I was the fifth guy out of the Over water or. Overall. Yeah. But I think, yeah. Well, so, but I think in your eight, yeah. I think in your age group you were. I was second or there, yeah, something like I that. I think you yeah. were second. So out of the, so out of there, and well, then. Well, I lead the swim for four hundred meters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Troy was the leader of Ironman Boulder for four hundred meters. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was probably longer than that. 
So cool. Tell us about your uh, like transition. Any mishaps with that? Transition, I think, was the be- the 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 super fast transition, the fastest transition that I ever had. Like mm. I was just got into the transition. Strippers just took my wetsuit like completely. You guys are so fast. You were like just, three minutes, something like that. I think it was, yeah, like 250 or something. I haven't so checked. So fast yeah. in transition. Just took my helmet and get run out. That that was it. Um, the first part of the bike was good. Like I felt like, you know, when you're trying to find rhythm and your legs and you're like trying to figure out what you're doing because your body is not processing where your mind is at that moment. So I was just like like eating and trying to sit down and like relax for a bit at the start of the bike, not take it too hard. But the course at the beginning was like kind of a windtail, I think. So the first part, it was like, it doesn't matter if you wanted to try fast or hard, but you were going kind of fast. Oh, because of the fast. tailwind. Yeah, now that that course is so honest. You've got crosswinds, tailwinds, headwinds, yeah. ups, downs. So yeah, you got a little bit of everything. Yeah. So yeah, and the, then the first part of the bike was fine. Like all the first loop, I enjoyed it a lot because it wasn't that hot yet and there, the wind, it wasn't bad. So, and I was kind of catching people. It was really fun. Just the, like, I felt that it was really challenging the uphills. Um, there wasn't that long, but they were kind of like, I don't know how, how much will be the gradient on the uphills. Like, Nine percent, probably. Yeah, yeah. The like, two up on Saint yeah. Brian and Nelson. Yeah, no, not Nelson. Um, no, no, yeah. So it was kind of. So. So was, were you were you sticking to like power numbers? Did you have a strategy for the? No, for the bike? I I just keep on to uh into my cadence. I just watch my cadence. So like, you go in cadence on, on the on the bike. That's it. And then feel of your body. Like, yeah, you know cadence because um, you can be you can be spinning a high cadence and be going really slow yeah but you just <laughs> so yeah. you you gotta put the feel like so just the wait for it effort. i'm coming i'm coming yeah so no. you don't do heart rate are you just all no. on feel yeah all feeling nice. yeah just just trying to to know what's going on on the moment and like figure it out at that moment on my cadence pretty much um and yes, uh, everything, I mean, well, for me, at least the first loop, everything was fine. The second loop was good also, but I knew it was going to be harder because when I got into the special needs bag um, on the first loop, they offered me the special needs and I didn't like think it twice. I stopped, like right us up. Like I was just like, I'll take it. And I saw my bottles and there were like all my nutrition was practically gone and it was the first lap. And that bottles always kind of, they are for five hours around. So I was just like, okay, this is getting harder because it's taking a lot from me because my body's asking for more food. And so you were probably, special needs, you're probably like just over two hours because you rode under five hours. Yeah. Like, like I might grab my special needs, maybe 230, 240. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like you were blowing through a lot of nutrition early. Yeah, so I got into the special needs Coke and just my gels and my water What did you bottles. have in your bag? Just extra nutrition? A, a Coke and another oh. uh, nutrition bottle with all my all my goose and my stuff there. So I took that and then I just keep riding with that. So, so did you ride with a Coke? I drank all the Coke on the <laughs> special needs bag. <laughs> Was it cold? No, it wasn't cold. It was good. It was good. Was it fizzy? I don't, no. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't It wasn't cold. It wasn't hot, actually. It wasn't like, 
I don't know. I it just feels it's the good. perfect caramel color yeah. taste. Yeah, nice. So yeah, cool. So you yeah, so you stopped. You refueled, and then were you seeing other racers like either like oof they're going too hard, or were you seeing like attrition already on that second loop, like just people I knew, starting to fall? I knew at the beginning that I was going quite fast because I was catching a lot of people. But uh, to be honest, I wasn't pushing like too hard but I was catching people and when I was catching them they were like kind of struggling on the uphill so, and they yeah. were like this hard breathing and I was just like oh my gosh this is this is getting this is getting interesting and then um in the loops uh well on the u-turns I was watching some of the guys behind some of the pros and the girls too so I start catching the girls the pro girls and then I was closer to the other guys and I knew that I was getting closer. But then on the second loop, clearly people were going, were pushing really hard, the people behind me, because there was like maybe five or six guys who passed me like on a gap of 30 minutes riding, like one, five minutes after another and another. And they were going like hammering. They were going really fast. Were you... Were you getting like, were you having any perspective of what the, how the run was going to shake down overall? Like as far as. I knew everybody, I knew everybody was going to fall apart on the run. <laughs> like I knew, like I knew everybody was going to struggle on that run, but I didn't knew it was me. It was going to be one of them that I, I will struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Because I felt like really strong on the bike. I felt really good. I, like I said, I wasn't really pushing that much but I was just like riding you know like when you know yeah. you have one gear more or two more gears to go harder so I was just like patiently like really really like I say to BJ like really looking at my handlebars and maybe five meters ahead to the road and that's it I, I never saw anybody else like just focus on me on my race and on like really pushing in that moment but then I saw these guys passing and I was just like well good luck like I'm I'm not worried about anything so I'm just gonna be patient and wait and it is gonna be a long day uh way to go like it's a lot a lot of case to go so yeah that last part of the bike I had uh, like six guys pass me and then I passed four of them on the transition <laughs> in transition <laughs> transition I know. tent I know I yeah. love it I think BJ passed some people out of transition too so Patience. You mentioned patience. Is that something that you've had to learn as an athlete? Because the bike is patience. Like the bike requires patience. It doesn't mean that the bike's not going to hurt, that you're not going to have a burn. Mm. But especially on a day like yesterday, you got to have that patience. Is that something that you've that you that you've just always had, or have you struggled with that on on the bike, I, holding back? I mean, like if we talk about racing, it's something that I've been like developing a lot because I like trying to be more smart and racing hard but at the same time smarting like saying I'll take this charge this risk now and I'll take charge of that other thing that it can be it can become with this no so I will say as an athlete racing it, it'll be it's been uh like a good progress of patience like everybody is testing them their self out there yeah and i i love how you said that like it's it's you know you're racing hard but you're racing smart yeah and i think a lot of people can race hard everybody can race hard but i think it's a small percentage of people who are really racing smart yeah yeah 
And and especially in Iron Man, I think. Oh, and especially Iron Man Boulder, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday was a day you, it was like you had to race smart. Yeah, so like speaking of somebody who raced super freaking smart yesterday, BJ, let's hear about your, so you come out of the swim, how was transition, and then take us through the bike. Wait, let's just, hold on, before I do that, your bike time was four... Four fifty. Four fifty. Yeah, that's sick. On a hot, that's amazing. And that's patience, people. A 450 Ironman bike on a super tough course on a super hot day. That's patience. Patiently not looking at everybody and anybody. Just yeah. the, you gave me a the, shout out. Just a pink helmet. <laughs> yeah, just the guy in the pink helmet. Who's this guy? Yeah. Tell Who's us guy? tell us about that before we do. So, so I, you, I was riding like it was quite <laughs> up downhill because then it was a turn on the 63rd. So it was a downhill mm-hmm. and then uphill to the lights. And then I I was looking down and I don't know, I, I look up because I was like trying to see where I was going. And then I saw a pink helmet, but I was just like, ah, it's fine. It's just like another girl like with the helmet. And then I I, I look by my, over my shoulder like quickly and I saw BJ's kid and I was just like, come on, man. <laughs> But I, I, I didn't see anybody else. Like, well, I saw a couple of friends out there and everybody, but I, I always yell to everybody, like, come on, come on. But yesterday was kind of my main goal to focus just on me. Like, I, won't, I wouldn't say no wasting my energy yelling to some people, but just like trying to be more with yeah. me all the time, like yeah. quiet and stay. Yeah, you definitely, you, and we'll get to the run, but you gave me more play on this course than you gave me in Santa Rosa. You gave me no play in Santa Rosa. You were so focused there. Yeah. Um, All right, Beach. So you scored yourself a sweet pink Rudy Project helmet (laughs) like the night before we left. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't ever use that. The helmet I'm using is is like uncomfortable. He's like these horrible marks on his head. I'm like, (laughs) I have like a $170 helmet in the the closet. So he pulls it out the night before we leave and he goes in the bathroom and he comes out with it. He's like, this is really comfortable. I'm like, yeah, dude, I know. I've worn it twice and now I'm not a triathlete. So he's like, I think I'm going to race in this. (laughs) And I said, we all know that anytime you race in my gear, you do really well. Because the first race he won, he was in my shorts. He wore my tri shorts. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't pink. They were not pink. They, they were not pink. They were gray. They were like, gross yeah. and gray. And <laughs> I don't. Would, all right. So tell us about it coming out of the swim and all that good stuff. And getting on the bike. Yeah, felt felt strong coming out of the out of the water. And wetsuit strippers were super good. Like I was like on the floor. Yeah. Wetsuit out. Like it was like on game on. They always um, pull me with the. With they the pull you with it. Like maybe. <laughs> Five meters, like, <laughs> just a wetsuit, not me, please. <laughs> but yeah, they were good. This they time really at good. once they got it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and then just ran into the tent, got my bag, um, got all lathered up in chamois cream, which is which is pretty it's important. Like gratuitous sunscreen. Oh, and then sunscreen as you left, definitely as you left the, um, as you left the tent. There were people there, so I get I got everything sunscreened, hopped on the bike, and um, yeah, like right away felt felt pretty good. But going into this, the same thing I knew people were going to too hard, go too hard. Yeah, I just knew it. I think I know these roads. I know people if they tapered properly, you're gonna feel really good. And the wind was at our backs. The wind going out on diagonal, even that first stretch, mm-hmm. people were fl- even the second time around. Just yeah, diagonal was so fast. And then 
Yeah, the, the bike was was pretty strong. I my goal was to stick with watts that were just a little bit less than what I did in Santa Rosa, just because I thought at elevation, just all the factors. I just wanted to make sure I was I was in a good Lower. spot. Yeah, there's no there was no reason for me to push it. I knew I would I would get a lot of people on the run, and so the first loop, very diligent with my nutrition. Actually, the first hour I took in double the amount of my my drink i drank the whole bottle which is double the consistency okay and that really i think set the tone for for my nutrition for the rest of the bike and i asked you last night oh there's so many moments yesterday that i that there were things that was like i just want to tell bj this right now and uh one of the things that i forgot to say to you right so like me uh, that's probably just like trying to control right make sure it was like start your salt like ridiculously early and you started you said you took your first 30 minutes 30 minutes into the bike you were like hammering the base salt mm-hmm. base salt rocks like i discovered that santa rosa and now i use it religiously on the bike and run for me it works really well i have no and it's a good uh, it's a good um how you say like good switch because you are eating pretty much yes. sweets and then you take that salt oh, and yeah. it feels yeah. like good balance it, it feels Absolutely. and sometimes i don't even swish it down with yeah. water i just like let the salt sit yeah. in my sit in my mouth yeah, so that was really good. And then after the first loop, it felt really strong. And then the second loop, as I was coming back out of the, da- the diagonal. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, we come right back onto the diagonal. And you pass 63rd. Oh, you come up to 63rd. No. Is it 63rd? Yeah. Yeah, 63rd. And they have the 60-mile marker. And then in the middle of the road, they have to mile 56 and straight ahead. That was confusing. Or this is what it was, yeah. So it's 56 or or to your second lap or to 70 miles, take a right. But right before that, I would say like half a mile or quarter mile before that, it says mile 60. The mile Mm -hmm. 60 stand is there. So you're coming down off that turn and you already think you've gone 60 miles and they're telling you to go to to 56. Oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah. But then they're saying you're, but they've already said you're at 60, so take a right to go 70. That's what I thought. So I had a moment of confusion. I stopped at the penalty tent right after that. No way. I did. I was like, where am I going? Is this a second? We do do two loops, right? We absolutely do too. And then I figured out my mind, like I wasn't at 60 miles yet. Yeah. Like I was getting ahead of myself looking at my, my um, power meter. So yes, yeah, so I went in, just got back into the groove and hammered out on diagonal. I saw that second loop when the wind picked up. And the heat, like there was a moment, I just felt like the heat just like came down. Mm -hmm. Like it was like somebody just pressed it It down. It was a warm welcome from Bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That's a good way to put it. Uh, Yeah, and it got super windy and I I remember trying to head back on that out and back. Or was it, so you take Nelson, then you get on that side road and then what's the one you go back on? That's that's Niwot, might be Niwot Road or Neve. Yeah, Niwot to Neva. Yeah. So anyway, you're going back up towards the 36 and you just start spinning. The wind was in your face. Even on, um, yeah. And crossing actually some some moments. Yeah. I saw the the bikes were like, were wavering left and right. So the wind really picked up on that second loop. And I knew, I just knew it. Like people were suffering. You looked left and right and there were people like out of the saddle trying to climb. Yeah. And it's just not a good idea on that second loop. And and they would get to the top of the hill and then they would just kind of like soft pedal down. Yeah. And that's when you're supposed to like crest the top and push I mean, and push down. Yeah, because yeah. you get on 36 and 36 is super fast or somewhat fast. But then you get on 66 and 66 was super. The wind was right at our backs. I don't. Yeah. 
you did not have to leave arrow position mm. even at that last hill before the right yeah turn. it was perfect yeah on 75th so yeah other than other than um just the the weather i felt pretty good with my with my bike and then i looked down at my time which i don't really look at and i was approaching the f- bike finish and i was going to be under 5 30 and so for me uh that's a that's really good for me and i didn't really push it that hard same yeah. thing like my watts were 10 15 watts Lower. below what i normally do and i had a faster time is this something you want to ask? Well, no, I just love... So I, this is what I'm talking about when I say that you raced really smart because you've got the you've got your Ironman Watts. You know, you had them for Santa Rosa and what you were going to follow and that worked out really well. And now here you are going, well, I'm going to go a little bit less power and I'm just going to trust that. And I, I don't... Wh- what is it about you that allows you to make those decisions without like, oh, I should be going harder. I should be going... How can you just go slower? You went with less power, you ended up with a faster bike time, right? So that it obviously, it worked out really well, but I just, there's like an, a letting go of the ego there to be like, I'm gonna go slower, knowing that you could have had a slower time. Yeah, but I was okay with that. I, I was okay all day with having a slower time on the swim and the bike <laughs> and the run, knowing that you that, were gonna I, that finish. I, <laughs> yeah, that I was gonna finish, but I knew it was gonna be a, a tough man's course. Yeah, I knew it was gonna take people who were strong in the mind and strong in their nutrition game and patient. And I knew a majority of the people out there were not Doing all those that, three categories. Yeah. I just knew it and. If I had to come in a six-hour bike, I knew I would be fine. But the time goals never came into my awareness. I just knew somehow that attrition was going to happen. And by the time we got to the halfway of the run, like people would just be walking. And that's exactly what happened. So the bike was a really good good setup for me on that run. I, I probably could have biked harder at the end. You know, I give myself to about mile 80 to see how I check in with myself and see if I can push it. And at that point, the winds were still pretty strong. And I just, I had that gut at stake to just sort of sit back a little bit. You said you risked it, though. You told me you risked it. Well, I sat back to start with. <laughs> Let me <laughs> and finish. And then I got to mile 95. And I was like, ah. I decided, nah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I, I got this. I got this. Like, this is why, this is celebration day, right? Yeah. This is why you have all this fitness and you do all the work is to get out there and showcase it. So I, I, uh, I pushed it. And came in 5.24. Yeah, that was a good bike time. So why don't we just take it on the run with you? So how did you feel coming off the bike? Because when you come off the bike, you're really going to start to feel the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty powerful right away. I actually I had this wetsuit rash on the back of my neck. Yeah. You've got it on the front. <laughs> No, <laughs> I get it. It looks from like my, somebody tried to like from slice my own, your neck open. Yeah, from oh, my own. Oh, from your own. Yeah. Ah. So I do it. That's self impact. You said yeah. that when you're swimming hard in the pool yeah. too. Also, when I'm swimming hard in the pool, I have always this. You need to get like a choker necklace. <laughs> That's constantly like ba- basted in Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my neck, I got tons of shafe, so. Oh, that's right. So I, I got all my stuff and I run out for the exit um, T2 and the ladies with the sunscreen were there. And I was like, yes, yes, I definitely need it. And so they start spraying it on my legs, my arms. And I said, back of my neck. And so they spray in the back of my neck and I just screamed so loud. It was so painful and so raw. And I was like, ah, uh, do you guys have Vaseline? Sweat, all oh, it was awful. They had the sodium. Yeah. yeah. 
I was like, do I have Vaseline? And they were like, no. So I had to go back into T2 tent, put some Vaseline on my neck because I knew that would benefit me. And then got out on the run. I was I was clicking clicking off a good pace to start with, even on that stretch. And I um, I had a moment there on that stretch because it's like mile one <laughs> of a marathon on a super hot day that I should slow down and I should build into this run. I had a, a short thought and then that thought quickly left because I'm confident in my run. Like I know I can keep moving. I know I'm strong in the mind. I know that I've done the work. So I just, what I've done in these last few Ironmans is just believe in my running ability and just whatever the time is, it doesn't matter, but I'm gonna go for it from the start. And so I was under control for the first four or five miles i felt i felt really good when i saw you i i at mile four i was feeling pretty good and then the heat came and uh we had towels they gave us towels as we left t2 that we could put around our necks that stayed with me the whole way and just kept kept checking in with myself to see if i could keep moving forward i would stop at aid stations ice down the back ice down the shirt water over the head gel or whatever i needed for hydration some salt and just kept moving and i did this almost at every aid station just to again come back to i i'm not going to get as far as i need to get if i don't pay attention to nutrition like that is the number one thing for today and then i think it was mile eight six or eight when i ran up to that guy who uh, i passed and then he quickly caught up to me and was like oh we're in the same age group he's like i was fourth i was running in fourth and then he said he was an eighth. I didn't say anything at this time. This guy's just chatting my ear. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to my hand. <laughs> but at that point, when he said he was eighth now, I was thinking in my head, like, wow, I'm in like the top 10. Yeah. I'm in the top 10. Like you, you told me I was well, yeah, 16. What, when was the first time you knew that you had like a shot to place high? When was the first time you knew that? You told me I was 16th off the bike. When I saw you. So I saw yeah. you at mile four. Yep. And I told you, you were sick. We, actually, you were 14th off the bike, um, but it had changed to 16th. So I didn't want to give you the wrong information. So I said 16th. And then I, I think I yelled at you like, I, I was like, as few words as possible. I was like, no one is running strong, but you are. Like, because this was at mile four. And, I've, and I told you guys this earlier. I would say, and this is probably conservative, 70% of the people that I saw at that point, and you guys are the front of the pack, yeah. the pros and the age groupers. So there was still a lot of people to come. So this is the best of the best. And 70% of people were not running strong. They, You could already see... Everybody was different. There was either be like a little giddy up in somebody's hip or there would be like, they're like leaning forward, like they were trying to break the tape, you know? Yeah. Or like the head was starting to hang low. I mean, this was at mile four. So when I saw you, I was like, I've got to give him, I wanted to give you something that would give you fuel because I didn't, because I was like, God, typical BJ has no idea where he is. But you were out of the swim in 30th. You were off the bike in 14th. And I was like, holy shit, the highest you've placed is 14th in your age group. And I knew you had a great run in you. I knew you had a great run in you um, for the conditions on the day. And you looked good. So, And then when you saw that guy, that was another thing. It was another sign. Yeah. And then when I saw Christina, yeah. that was another, another sign. She was screaming at me like, you're in eighth place? I think she said I was in eighth place. So I had, you had, You were too fast for me because um, I was back here at the house lounging in the air conditioning, <laughs> having some salad. 
And so when I got back, I had missed all of you guys on the first loop. And I was like, oh man. And you were just like, at that point you went to eighth and then you went to seventh. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna? So then I w walked over to the, to the stream and I just had like this little mini meditation and I practiced some non-locality communication to you and then figured out that we had a friend who was on the course and that she could pump you up and she did. She did. Thank you, Christina. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It definitely kept, kept me moving. She's because, wild. Yeah, it, there were some struggling points out there. There were times, especially near the end, I was wobbling like side to side. I was, the, I was taking some of those turns on the Boulder Creek path and like, like stepping yeah. on the sidewalk, yeah. but kind of off of it, yeah. like, <laughs> trying to catch my balance. Um, but yeah, I, 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 my, I just wanted to keep moving. My mantra was focus and flow again focus and flow and then you know let the bolts break break the bolts oh yeah so yeah tell people about moving into this we had a bj and i do our sessions together with our meditation teacher who is a total badass like he's, he's walked across he's the walked across united states the united states he um like he's just done so many crazy things like he's lived in the caves in the himalayas <laughs> and meditated and just done all this like kind of badass stuff and so we were having a session with him prior to this race, telling him like, okay, we're gonna go to Boulder. We just, had, we just felt so much momentum coming off of Santa Rosa. And we were trying to dissect like what it was that was like holding BJ back from like his excellence. Like, what is it, what is it? And we realized like it was, when it all boils down to it, it's fear of dying, yeah. that you're gonna die. And our meditation teacher was like, so what? So what? Like, so what if you die? Yeah. Like you're, it's like we try so hard to control what is not in our control. Yeah. Right? So you then we were like, waste your time, it was much. so freeing. <laughs> it was super yeah, hold, freeing. Hold yourself back. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to that because I had a, I had a practice like later on in the day, I had a practice like the surrender around that because there was a time where I actually didn't know if you were going to make it out of the med tent. But yeah, it was like, so what? So then what was your directive moving forward? Break the bolts yeah. or break the sound barrier. talking about the sound barrier guy when yeah. he was breaking the... Break, you... break the sound batter, barrier. Tell that story about the documentary. Slowly. Yeah. When he was about to break the sound barrier and everything is like shaking. Shaking, the yeah. Are... Yeah, they know that. Like, Who knows that? Oh. So it, <laughs> breaking the sound barrier, it was broken. I don't even know what the year was or who the guy was, but he broke... No one said he would be able to do it and he he did it he basically put this thing together this vehicle and i think it was a vehicle i think it was a plane or a plane and he pushed it to the limit everything was shaking on this plane like just shaking 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 and the bolts were like rattling 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 like so close to coming out and he broke the sound barrier and the same way bob is telling me to you know go go basically go all out and push it to a point where you may break like go yeah. ahead break like break like s s go there like feel the bolts destroy shake. to build yeah destroy to build yeah yeah i like that so you know anybody who thinks that meditation is about like you know you get you become a pacifist and you become i mean we, we do like peace in the world but like it's badass. Like basically our meditation teacher was like, so what if you die? Go, yeah. <laughs> like go. He was like, blow the bolts out, BJ. It's yeah. time, take the top off. Like and you guys were talking about the central governor, like screw the central governor. Yeah. Go beyond. I love that. That's so badass yeah. to me. 
So, so yeah, I had those thoughts, like focus flow and let the bolts break. Like, yeah, just go. And that's when I was saying right from the start, I'm going to go run, like run my pace and just, just hang on. Because I know when it the end of the run, it's, it's absolutely all mental. Like your legs are going to hurt. It's, it's a fact, like they're going to hurt. So can you just continue to push through that sensation? Yeah, all but the way I to think the end? if mentally you hang like right there where you think where you can be, yeah well at least for me sometimes when i'm just performing into that into that space those hair head space my body it's just like i wouldn't say like a secondary thing but it's just like following you know mm -hmm. so well at least for me how it's regularly kind of works like just hanging in that one thing and just not really focusing on anything, anything else, else. But at least some moment, but the thing is like people, I think people can do that a lot, like focusing only in only one thing, but they kind of forget all the little things that they are really important, like nutrition or be aware of the course or like, because sometimes they miss turns or, or laps or this, and then it's just like, oops, yeah, because I was in the zone. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You didn't race into your potential because you, you didn't do the right things. So. It's, it's kind like, of a balance in between, mm -hmm. I think. It is, and it's it's also getting out there and, and registering for these races and getting the experience because, you know, we've got a minimum of about 60,000 thoughts a day. Minimum. <laughs> minimum, yeah. And I've seen estimates as high as 100,000. And so for the, for, you know, somebody who's not practicing what it takes to race and really get into that space, but they've got big goals, there's going to be a gap there that's going to stay. But if you can show up and, you know, risk blowing those bolts off and not trying to control like your life or death here on this earth, it doesn't matter because if you're, when your time's up, your time's up, you're not going to be yeah. able to control that at all. Yeah. So you might as well go for it 150%. So Beach, like when you found out that you were like, there was a point, I love the new Ironman tracker. It's so <laughs> awesome. I, and I, I got schooled on it um, at the last, at Santa Rosa, cause I didn't know it had all these extra features. So not only can I, I had you guys all tracked where I could see you all, where you were all riding on the bike course and where you're on the run, on the run course. I could also see you moving up in the rankings. And there was one point when you were in seventh place where nobody in front of you was running faster than you. You were running the fastest. And so what I didn't do was look at the gaps. I didn't look at the gap between you and the guy in front of you, which was actually pretty significant. But the guy behind you, you had a couple minutes on him and you actually stretched that out to about four minutes towards the, to the finish. But I thought there's two things here, like either, I don't know. I don't think you were ever going to like not believe in yourself. I knew you were going to keep going, but I was like thinking that maybe you would just run out of road. Like you weren't going to be able to catch them because you were, you'd run out of road because you were getting close to the end at this point. And then when it got really close, like first place was in, second place was in, third place was in, fourth place was in, fifth place came in. And I was like, all right, so sixth place is your win. But I knew that because I was looking at all that stuff. So how did you keep pushing because the last text that I got from our friend who saw you she said he is 200% focused and I was like exactly that's exactly where he needs to be because I know you're in the bolts were coming loose they were absolutely coming loose yeah I I was in it at that point just folk when I heard that I was in sixth 
What did she scream to me? I think she said. I say, you were at six. I think and she so said this is to me at six. 10K, last 10K of the race. Yeah. So you find out you're in sixth place. I just, I was not going to walk. I was like, no more walking. Like, stop at the aid station. Water in the face. Like, I just got down to the things I needed to do and then just keep moving forward. So I didn't want any of those. I didn't want to have any of the doubts. of yeah. like, what if I kept moving there? So I just kept focusing back on that moment to just keep pushing forward and it didn't i didn't i didn't look at my watch i didn't want to see what pace i was doing it's just because that just Ugh, paces did not pieces didn't matter was so at that point. slow yesterday but it was <laughs> but what was really feeding me too was i was passing people so yeah catching like, people it's like, like i know after another one after the other one after the other and then i was started to see people in my age group i saw a 46 year old i saw a 47 year old i don't know if they were on the same loop as i was but in my mind i'm just like okay i'm just gonna keep ticking these people off like whether they are or not i'm just gonna one. surge past them yeah just keep checking. Oh, because for you that could have been fifth place, fourth place. Right. I had oh. no idea what the difference was. So you had a me. yeah, and that's good. Like just, I love that. And I was surging past them. I wasn't like coming up on them and like running. It was like I go past them and then just keep moving. Yeah. And then, yeah, I I got to that last turnaround out by past the Boulder Public Library. Yeah. You were and doing the drunk walk. I was doing the drunk walk. Yeah. And that whole Although stretch it was, back it was to the drunk run. The drunk run. It was. It was rough. That's where I saw the guy collapsing. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't PJ? No. Nah. It sounds like he was like barely making the corners. No. Yeah, yeah. I was cutting corners for sure. But you, were, you said you were like kind of like just really teetering. and Really teetering. And that's why I didn't want to stop either. Because when I stopped one of the aid stations, I stopped and I started to like go off to the side. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't want to stop. Like keep, keep running is what's keeping me yeah, moving. Fine. So yeah. So I took some more Coke. I layered on the coke in the last six miles and just pushed through to the end. And actually at the, just before that, the final bridge, before yeah. you take that U-turn back in to get to the finish line, my hamstrings were just locking up. So I had to do like one final stretch over. I had to stop and just reach down to my toes because they were like locking up. And I'm sure it was dehydration and lack of everything sodium. together. Yeah, yeah, everything. And so I just ran as hard as I could to the finish and then collapse do you remember the finish line now that you guys have helped me put oh the pieces together <laughs> i saw a picture of myself in a wheelchair <laughs> i know the guys that do all the video and everything yeah. we got to know them in santa rosa so we were over by their booth today and they're, they're all of them are like laughing they're showing pictures of bj like collapsing and getting put in the wheelchair <laughs> so yeah this is what happened yesterday. this is what happened yeah so they're like oh we'll definitely th show the uh send these to you guys so we can see you, you can really study the yeah i was the, like a limp. where you put I yourself was just like dude you over. were one million pounds of limpness yeah it was ridiculous there was no <laughs> muscle contraction in his body at all and they had let me go into the finish area to give him his medal yeah. and they were going to get a picture of it and everything i will admit for like the first 20 seconds i was like stand up like let's just get the picture but then it was like the head dropped and then the shoulders dropped and then he started to bend at the waist and i'm like oh, i cannot shit. hold him so it was like me and one other person. And then by the time, like we, there was like six of us trying to hold you up and you were completely unresponsive, <laughs> totally unresponsive. And you don't remember, kind of. I kind of remember some yeah. of it, but I didn't remember the wheelchair and lifting of the legs and <laughs> which I did, saw the photos. So now I do know that that happened. Now you understand what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was good. So, was good. um, Let's just recap. Your uh, your bike was a five twenty five. You did a one hundred nine swim, five twenty four, five twenty five bike, five twenty four, five twenty four, and then 
for sure not even close to being your fastest marathon. You ran 407, mm-hmm. which was sixth on the day. And there was a lot of long marathons yesterday. I mean, even when I saw your first split coming out in your pace, I was like, okay, that's Troy's pace. So let me add like, you know, another minute, minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Now that's going to be mm-hmm. BJ's pace. And I'm like, that's not BJ's pace. But on that day, yeah. those were your paces. And, you know, they got you sixth and second. So you just never know. Like you can go in with your time goals. You can do all this stuff. But if you're fighting against, if you're resisting against like going with the smart decisions based on the course, based on the weather, you can really put yourself into failure well that's where i think people get so caught up in the numbers tori and i were talking about this in the car like you just get so caught up and it's dictating what you what you're doing and if you go into any race with that sole purpose of hitting your numbers you're pretty much setting yourself up for some disappointment and failure in some in some respect or a horrible nightmare during the race yeah (laughs) (laughs) like just realizing that you aren't judging yourself that you are just this pace instead of that pace or right whatever for right or wrong, actually, because sometimes you go faster than you expect to be. Exactly. And then you yeah. are just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to blow up. Like at any moment, I'm going too fast. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of. Yeah. Like, uh, so I much- think numbers are, could be like really useful and also really, really. Yeah, it's how, how you use you them. Say, it's how you uh, use them. Yeah. And if you, if you think they're going to, if you think that they're the be all end all, like then, then yeah, you're going to have some trouble because there's, there's the, there's the moment, there's the impact of what's happening in the moment, the yeah. race conditions, uh, anything. Like you need to be ready and flexible for anything. And the Flexible numbers- will be like the main definition yeah. of everything. Yeah, Flexibility I, uh, is yeah. huge. And in this sport with the discipline and the sacrifice and the hours, flexibility is not... People think that they compare it to like... I will say that people can't think being flexible could be like, you don't care, you know? Right, right. Like, med- it's like meditation makes you weak. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> different. Yeah. Like it's, if you don't care, you don't care and that's fine. But if you are flexible, that means that you are kind of flowing or knowing that anyway it's going to take you where you're going. Like maybe different roads or different ways than you were thinking, but just like flexible and be fine with those kind of changes but people like i will say like i think well, i was reading a book and for sport uh psychology and they say like it's the most important tool for an athlete because if you don't get like that flexibility on your training session sessions you get and like maybe you go to the pool and you do a hard 400 and then say, that day might wasn't your day and you get like 10 seconds slower and you're just like shit that's not my time and then you don't have that flexibility to say like okay it wasn't today because i ran harder than i should and then i had a really right a really good bright session in the morning and this and that so that kind of flexibility could gives you good or really bad results exactly and the to beat yourself up over a workout that you know it's the contrast people it's where that's where we we grow we grow like i said that to you yesterday when we were sitting outside waiting for bj i i said to you like you you had a lot of opportunity to grow today because i know Mm. you had it and we're going to get into your run and you were like yeah like that's where it's the crappy workouts that are the most important ones like can you see those through to the end 
and then not carry them from day for days in a package of negativity. You know, when you skip a workout, skip a workout. Don't screw yourself for the entire week because you're trying to like make up a three hour bike. You yeah. know, just move on, move yeah. forward. Yeah, you, if you skip it, you skip it. If you skip it, you skip it. That's yeah. like rule like number not one. Not do it as, as half and a half. Yeah. Like, yeah, I skip it, but I can still. And then I know that Siri and BJ have a similarity in their coaching, like where you have an idea of what you're going to do in a day, but you don't know exactly what the workout is yeah right and that what that does is it avoids people like tapering for workouts like i'm not gonna go as hard on tuesday because mm. like, i know i have to go really hard on thursday and it's like no no no. we don't taper for workouts we don't yeah. skip workouts no. so that we can perform better in two days you are going flat on your session or your stream session you are completely yes. destroyed but you still make it so yeah it's kind of exactly yeah. all right so speaking of another smart racer uh so let's talk about you. So you come off the bike. How are you feeling off the bike? I felt great off the bike. I was happy that it was done, the bike. <laughs> yeah. So I really, I was really like kind of like excited about getting the run going. Were there some people in the, um, like in the changing tent where they like, were some people just kind of like There were four already? guys that they just passed me, like one of those six guys that they passed me when I was riding uh-huh. in the tent, there were, there were four guys already. So I got to the tent, I changed quickly, and I got off. But actually, after before I start running, I just stand by the tent, like, going out, and I stand there maybe for a couple of seconds. And I, like, just, like, had a little chat with myself, like, saying, like, okay, once you get out there, you are not going to stop. Once you are get out there, you are not going to do this. Like, just whatever fears or whatever you have, just drop it here in the tent and just get out there and do the work. So I start running and the first part of the running, it was amazing. Um, like I will say the first mile. <laughs> <laughs> like literally the first part of yeah, the running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the first mile because then I, I got to the first mile marker and I catch one guy that he passed me. So I passed him, but he was just walking already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There so, were people, wa- so I'm I, sure, walking so out of transition. He was... And so I was just like, "Woo, this is good. I'm feeling good. But then right after that, I started feeling my stomach, like trying to throw out like once, two, three. And I just hold myself to not throw out like literally that was like three or four times in between mile one and mile four, actually, yeah. when I saw you. So I was just like, no, no, no. Then I got into mile two. I got my gel. No, it was mile three. I got my gel and then ran into mile five or five. I don't know if it was four or five. Where I saw you. No, after that. So I saw you right Getting into the path. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in that marker, I just got into... I I haven't stopped in all that part. I catch a guy, a group of guys who were running. There were three of them. Um, I knew one of them. He was from Colombia. Um, I catch him and he, this guy, it's like a warrior. He, he raced really hard. And when I catch him, I expected to be like picking up the pace to drop me or do something. And he was like completely fine with my company there. <laughs> he was like, well, let's chill here. Let, let's keep going. So I don't know what pace we were running. I oh, don't is that know. when you were saying like you were just running with these guys? Like yeah. Nobody was surging. Yeah, nobody, nobody was like trying to hurry. Like we were there <laughs> like, okay, this is like good good job here like let's have a talk <laughs> so we were running all there like super quietly and just like 
listening to our paces and just like, okay, let's wait who breaks first. So we were there and I broke first because I had to stop like in the bathroom, like right us up. Like I got to the, I think it was a fifth, eighth station. You were out of the rest. There was one, then one into the path. And then the second one was the other path. And then into the library, there yep. was that bathroom in that bathroom, okay. like before the salt, base salt. So I stopped there, went to the bathroom and I say like, okay, I went to the bathroom and everything's going to be fine now. Cause whatever was on my stomach, it's gone. Like I'm not going to have any issue now. So I'm let's run, let's keep running. Cause I was catching people. I was still catching people and getting like kind of into my zone mm-hmm. and then took it again, my gel. And that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> like just literally barely made it to the bathroom, like to the next aid mm-hmm. station. Like, like I was kind of sprinting <laughs> to the bathroom. So made it to the second bathroom station. And then there I just figured out that my stomach was not working fine. Like never happened to me. Like never, never, never. Oh, it's such a nasty feeling. But it it's was so just hard. like, but I was just kind of, at that moment I wasn't that low energy or I wasn't feeling that bad. I was just like, keep running. Then I keep running and then the next mile, like the next couple of meters, I start feeling this pain, like, I don't know which part it is, but like a bit upper than the hip flexor. So I start like, like flexing, 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 couldn't really, I like get, getting this heartbeat, like never happened to me. Never. Like it's, it was the first time. So I was just like, what is this? What is this? And just like, not panicking, but like really trying to understand what was happening. So I was just like running slower, like better cadence, better posture, more breathing, like trying to calm down and everything. And then she passed by me and she was like, you're doing great. You keep going, keep going. Please don't stop. Don't stop. She passed me. And then like, there was an uphill crossing a bridge. I, I passed the bridge and right after this pain was just like, whenever hit, somebody hits you like in the stomach and it was just like, so I had to stop and start walking and since I since there I was just like getting down my energy like there wasn't the the legs were like kind of fine but my I would say like I really wanted to make it keep running to keep catching people so like that was kind of my driving like I was just like I'm gonna make it like okay let's move so I was just mentally moving and then my body again so it was kind of that inner fight like i tell bj in the morning that even today in the morning when i woke up i was just like well i'm feeling kind of fine but i i have like that double dope to ask myself like did you really try or it wasn't or it was just something in your head that it wasn't playing good so what was the answer i think it was my body that it was really bad because i was keep moving and then i was like like when she told me on the last part of the marathon, she told she came by and she said like, "Come on, try. You are doing amazing. Keep going. This and that." And then she said like, "Just uh, you just move into second place. Um, get get it on your pocket. I don't know what she said exactly, but she said I was in second. So it was just two miles to go. And I say at that moment when she said I was in second, I say like, okay, I can't run two miles. Like." no problem i can do that i start running and not even half mile i had to stop again 
I had like literally like my legs just like flex again and I start walking and even walking was like such a pain like in my legs and my my lungs everything was just like not feeling great and this energy was just like dropping and dropping and just just like that frustration for me was like kind of a like really deep sound for me to know where I was because I was just like really trying to get out of there like running and no happening and no happening so it was just like fighting all all the marathon like I I would say that it was it might be the hardest fight that I had on any races before like no matter mm. if it's racing with somebody else or pick some marathon pace or running this or I knew you were having like when I saw you at four you just kind of gave me this look like oh like, I mean it was like this <laughs> facial expression that was like yeah I'm struggling already but I mean you looked you still looked good you you looked like how I know yeah, I saw the you pictures actually on the running and it doesn't look like no you don't not like how I was feeling yeah so I think that was good <laughs> yeah your form looked amazing and then I saw you right before the finish I saw you right before 25 give me the yeah. namaste hands yeah and uh Siri was yelling at you and um yeah at that point you but just... well but all these like all these four like like we will say in in Mexico or in Spanish, we will say like it's a marathon to do this. It's a marathon to do that because it takes a lot. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of this. And so it take me a marathon to know where I was or what I was doing exactly like yesterday, like literally, because I was on the first half marathon, like trying after that, I figured out that ne nothing was sitting down on my stomach I was just like okay let's find options so I saw Siri on the last part of the first loop like going like the U-turn mm -hmm. and she was like come on keep but I think she he, she haven't saw me um walking or like like struggling because she always when she passed me I was like kind of running jogging or whatever pace was so she saw me there and she was like, come on, keep eating, keep drinking this and that. And I was just like, like biting my tongue to not say like, I'm feeling awful. Cause I know she will be like, kind of not disappointment, but she will be like, come on, keep going, get it done. Yeah. So, like don't buy into that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because what we focus on expands. We start talking about how bad we feel. Yeah. We're going to feel worse. Yeah. So I, I was just like, yeah. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. So I passed her and she'd say that. And I say like, I can't eat coach. I, that was the only thing that I say to her, like just give her a, like a sign to know her, to let her know that I, how I was kind of feeling. I think she might knew already of the way that I was, that she was looking at me, mm -hmm. but it was like, since then she was like, try different things, like whatever it's on that station, try this, try that, try that. So I stopped in the next station and it took me the other half part of the loop because I was, it was like the order of the food, like grapes first and bleh, no, <laughs> then, then the next aid station, bananas, not working. Then the orange, no working, pretzels too, too dry. And then the last option was the ruffles. So <laughs> I took the ruffles like, <laughs> like craving them so bad. Like, and I, and since the first bite, I knew the, that was the solution. So then all the next eight station, I was just like Coke, Gatorade, water, water, ice, 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 stop at the ruffles, like <laughs> eat them, eat them, eat them, and then go. <laughs> the ruffles. 
so yeah i went like just all the way to the like the half or the other half part of the second loop i keep like one aid station going to the bathroom one i skip it one to the bathroom one skip it. you like, like battle that was just like kind of my pattern to keep going like to keep running and that last part of the loop where is like the crossing bridge mm-hmm. it was a nightmare like i was just like i'm don't walk this uphill don't walk this uphill don't walk like uh, uh, close my eyes literally till the top and then go to the top whoo done and then the <laughs> other one like like that all of them because they were like Rollers. four right yeah yeah so it was like uh, like jesus and going on downhill those though like going downhill it was horrible yeah. also like super painful for me my legs were just like i don't know what happened like like i think just because dehydrated and low energy and everything was just like collapsing yeah on concrete yeah like when like it happened the same to me when i stopped on the stations to to grab water or whatever like my legs were just like uh, uh, (laughs) like like just saying like just sit down and just stay where wherever we are at so i just keep moving and moving and moving and moving so like i say to you in the morning i feel like it's not my best race but i think it's one of the best experience for me racing because it's been like not about just winning or win or getting super fast times or super this because it's like if you don't you don't have this like you say if you don't have the experiences it's not gonna nobody's gonna tell you how it is exactly so yeah you got to put yourself in it so what did you learn about yourself yesterday? What do you what will take what will you take forward from there? Well, uh, first of all, like it not like it doesn't matter how bad it gets. It's more about like really getting true, not not skipping the experience like a bad experience or bad feelings or but like getting true to know like what it what it is and what it takes to go through. Like that's the first thing that I will say like it doesn't matter really how bad it, it it gets and the other thing is like uh it might take you longer and whatever like whatever you do like not i will say like right now for me i will call it for my career it it will it might take you longer than what you that what you expect to achieve like what you want to achieve but it's experiences what are gonna bring it to make it better whenever you achieve it so i think yeah the experiences let let like the layers fall away so that you can reach your goal yeah exactly so if like i will say like i said i never ever ever walk in a race never that was the first time uh in well three years consistently racing and six years all time racing that was my first race that i walk and definitely i think it's like kind of a completely different perspective of racing for me like i'm glad that it happened it went well i mean still a good time or good 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 place good this good that but like at like when i was running and series said like just you are in second that doesn't matter to me like uh, when i was there i was just like good that's good to know but that's not the main thing for me today like the I, main thing was just to like get like the main thing for me was just like survive and really much pretty much like 
prove it to myself that I can survive. It doesn't matter that if I walk. Like if I walk or, or whatever I do, like that, that was kind of my main goal. Like say like, well, it, it doesn't matter if it's because some races, at least for me, all races have been great. Um, had been like, thank God, had been, had been like highlights all the time. And never said like, oh, I had this struggle here or that always, always hurt, of course, but not that bad like yesterday. So you were due. You were due for a rough experience. Yeah. You were you were due for but that's that's so rough. I've had stomach issues before and oh it's just so uncomfortable. It's like in that moment you'd give anything. And you and you think you can cuz you feel like cuz like you're, you you well at least for me I was looking down and I was just like, "Well, I'm I'm here. I have my two arms, I have my two legs, my feet skill my feet my foot skill is still moving." Why I'm not running? Let's run. So I was just like, okay, shaking my head, like not bad thinking, running, switch down again. And I was just like, oh my gosh, well, let's walk. And then when I got the solution from the eight stations, I was just like, well, let's run every eight station. Get to those ruffles, Don't baby. Don't walk between. Don't walk. <laughs> so I was just like, Whew. the second loop, it was way better, but it was different. What's next? Uh, I'm going to Kona. You're going to Kona. Yeah. Nice. So, Congratulations. Thank you. So right now, it, that's um, that's kind of the main goal now, going to Kona. Um, before that, I might going to do Ironman 7.3 Costa Rica in two weeks. And I think after that, I'm going to just focus on Kona. Nice. Just like really training to Kona. Maybe Boulder Peak. When is that? July, probably. July. Okay. Yeah, maybe that one. It's pretty fun, that race. Yeah, so I, you I did it last year. My... That's our anniversary of... Yeah, it's our podcast. Of, of knowing you. Wasn't it in June last year or was it July? It was June. June? It was. All right, June. I think we're having our anniversary right yeah, now cause... of meeting you. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Well... One year. When was, was Santa time? Rosa last year? July. 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 That's yeah. right. So we met you in June here. All right, Beach, what did you learn about yourself yesterday? Because let me just backtrack because Santa Rosa is still so clear in my mind. When we did our SmackDown from that race, I asked you the same question. What did you learn about yourself and what will you move forward? How will you move forward? And you said something to the um, extent of, you know, that you are like, you've got it. Like you've got it. You've definitely have what it takes to reach your goal and that you were gonna take that belief into this into this race. So what did you learn about yesterday and what are you gonna take into your next race? I think yesterday again reinforced that I'm doing the right things and taking the steps necessary to get me to where I wanna go and I believe more than ever that I will get there. Like there's no doubt it will happen for me. It's just a matter of when. And I've always had that mentality, but it's even stronger now. And being in that environment yesterday of being so close of and going down to the roll down this morning and being two slots off of, of going to... There was no roll down in your region. Yeah, there was none. It's like first place, done. Second no. place, taking it. Third place, going to Kona. Fourth place, going to Kona. So there are yeah, four <laughs> slots in my age group and they took them all. So yeah, I... I it just, it's going to happen and I'm just going to continue to do the work and, and improve on, you know, the things I can. I think obviously 
just got to keep working on the swim, bike, and run. Um, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I think my mental game and pers- and strategy come race day, like for whatever, whatever the race is and conditions, I've, I've, that's totally been removed now and it just doesn't affect me at all. It's just like you, you're just there to do the work, like get the work done, detach from the times, and and it'll fall into place. So, yeah, I don't know what is next for me, though. I, I really don't. And this is the same thing we had after Santa Rosa. <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know. I have nothing's come to me yet, so might be some time off. Oh my god, this is the exact same conversation because I kind of have an idea of what's next, but we'll talk about that at a later date. All right, so that's it, you guys. That wraps it up. Our, and we are actually at a square table. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's legit. Cool, guys. Thanks for checking in this week. We've got some more interviews coming to you from our latest trip to Boulder. We launched the first one last week with Nicole DeBoom, and we're getting lots of positive feedback on that show. So get over to yogitriathlete.com and check out all of our podcasts and show notes with links to connect with our guests and awesome discounts from our sponsors. We couldn't do this without you. We are in deep thanks for all of you who are tuning in each week, sharing the show, using the Thrive Market banner ad to get your free 30-day trial, and the Amazon banner ad for all your Amazon purchases. Both of these can be found on the blog post page for this episode. Thank you to Juan and Anita, who are our latest listeners, to pledge their support on Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. This global community is so powerful. And yes, I am talking about you You are powerful. You are worthy. You have what it takes. And everything you need is already inside.